Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. I'm Paula Dagnan, a blessed Passover and Easter to those who are observing. This week, we'll find out about HARP, Camp Susquehanna, Sing for Life, and It's Time to Bowl for Kids' Sake. Here's Michelle Hamilton, CEO, Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northeast PA, and Carolyn Oshinsky, co-chair Bowl for Kids' Sake. We're getting out our shoes. We're getting out the balls. It's time to bowl for kids' sake. Woo! And Michelle, you're here first, so I'm going to let you start it off. Tell us all about Big Brothers Big Sisters. Sure. Uh, So we're a nonprofit agency located in 44, Pennsylvania. And uh, we are a a nonprofit organization that matches youth to adults uh, in a mentoring relationship, one-to-one, ages uh, 6 to 16, can be matched um, with uh, an adult or even a junior or senior in high school. And it is a wonderful program. It's been around for a little while, right? We have been around for a little while. This is actually going on probably 35 years for our bowl for, for kids' sake. Um, we're taking it back to the 80s. That's our theme this year. So we've been doing this for quite a while. Um, but we haven't done this since 2019. Right. That's because there's been a little things that have been going on in between. But Carolyn is here and she is. I can't believe you're all decked out for the 80s. You look marvelous, darling. Just marvelous. (laughs) Yes. My my hot pink uh, lace gloves, my hot pink lightning earrings, leg warmers. So much fun. So much fun. As Michelle had stated, kicking it back to the 80s. This is the theme this year. Grab your family. Grab your friends. Grab your coworkers. Come out and bowl with us. All right. Give us the details. We'll go back. We'll learn more about the organization. But I think people are now saying, Carolyn, what are you talking about? When and where is this? We got to be there. Be there. Be square. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. April 29th, Chaco's Family Bowling Center from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Or the entire month of April, you can bowl on your own. You can hop on to bbsnepa.com. For additional details, we have two other events, one at Skylanes in East Stroudsburg on April 15th and the Facts and Bowling Lanes in Williamsport on April 15th. So lots of options, a lot of opportunity to come out and join us. It's always a great time to get out there and bowl for kids' sake. So you hang on to your roller skates there, and I'm going to go back. Roller skating and bowling, that might be a little dangerous, Carolyn. I don't. I think I'd change your shoes if I were you. 
So we're going to go back to Michelle. Michelle, tell us some more about Big Brothers Big Sisters. How do people get involved in all this? We are always looking for volunteers. We do have a lot of children on our wait list. We do have an application process. Uh, If you want to be a volunteer, become a big, we call them big, go on our website and go to volunteer under that tab. And also, if you want to refer a child, we do have an application. Everything is online. It's pretty easy. You can do it right right on your computer if you have access, or you can just give us a call um, and we'll send you a paper application. Our phone number is 570-824-8756. And again, we take children ages 6 to 16 and we match them with a big and it really kind of helps support them in their youth development. So really, uh, you know, in Luzerne County and, you know, of course, in Lycoming and Monroe, we do have children on the wait list that could use uh, an extra support. And Michelle, you're kind of new to the area, correct? I've been here now for three years, so I did come from Connecticut. It is a little new area, but I sure have gotten to know a lot of people and have such a dedicated governing board and, and our regional advisory boards that I feel like I've been here for a while. And when we talk about things happening for a reason, you were a big once upon a time yourself, which brought you kind of to where you are now. Yeah, it's kind of come full circle. Uh, I was a big sister in high school and just felt like that was such a, a great experience for myself as a, as a 17, 18 year old. And when this opportunity came to fruition, uh, I was really excited to be able to continue that in my own, you know, personal and professional career. And it's just a great program. We've got some great programs. We're doing Beyond School Walls right now with Wyoming Valley West School, where they go to Hamilton Lane up in Moosick and they get to see some, what it's like to, to be in the workforce, a new initiative. Uh, and we also have a lot of site-based programming going on throughout our county. So a lot of ways to, you know, get involved with us. So I really encourage anybody that's interested in our programming um, just to give me a call. Wow. Things certainly are moving along. And now Carolyn's taken off the skates. So that makes me feel better about her going up to bowl. How did you get involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters? I actually had been on the committee for Bull for Kids for a number of years. I think, gosh, it's got to be 2004, 2005 I I started, and then I later uh, joined the board. It is an amazing organization, and here I am almost 20 years later. And you've seen quite a few changes, uh, the same kind of things that Michelle's talking about, where things are starting to expand. And how have you felt being a part of all that? You know, there are so many children in need in the local area, and we're excited to help them. And, you know, the, the more funds we can raise, the, the, better, the better the organization can move forward. And where do those funds go once you get a hold of them? We do a whole process and it does take about $1,500 per match to be able to completely um, support them. A part of our program, it's called match support. So you're, you're, you're matched with your little and then we do match support once a month. We, we talk to the little, we talk to the big and we also talk to the family. So it's really a, you know, we're working in tandem and, and uh, along with a family and supporting them. So those are the funds. But we also do a lot of activities. We've done goat yoga with our matches. We've done ice skating. And we also go to Knobles, which is a great, we have a great turnout for that in June, usually with our matches. So those funds go back into the program and right to the counties that this Bowl for Kids' Sake is being held in. 
It's so much fun to see the smiles on the kids' faces, I'm sure. So we want to make sure everyone has all the information. Carolyn, I'm going to go back to you. You have your list of where everything's happening, when it's happening. I'm going to give you the microphone and say, tell us all about it. Absolutely. April 15th, Skylanes in East Stroudsburg from 10 to 4. We also have on the same day, April 15th, from 1230 to 430, Fox Bowling Lanes in Williamsport. And April 29th, from 11 to 4 at Chaco's Family Bowling Center. In addition, Chaco's is offering us a bowl on your own through this entire month of April. And you can find all of those details on www.bbbsnepa.com. And don't forget, how are we dressing here, Carolyn? 80s. Bring out those leg warmers. <laughs> if you're brave enough. <laughs> and Michelle, I'd like you to just give our listeners one more time the information about the organization, how people can find out about volunteering, helping out, just getting involved, because it sounds like it's so much fun. Just go on our website, like Carolyn mentioned, uh, bbsmepa.com, and uh, take a look and, you know, go through there. There's a volunteer tab, a refer a child tab. You can go on there and you can actually register and apply right online. Um, we'd love to have you join our, our boards. Our regional boards are always looking for extra support. We do have a lot of uh, events and fun things that happen that you can get involved with. Or just give me a call at 570-824-8756. Love to chat with you. Anything, ladies, that you think we may have left out that you want to make sure everyone knows? I just want to say, you know, thank you to everybody that's already registered and also start fundraising right online. Um, Everything's right there on that website. And thank you to our sponsors um, who've already sponsored the the Bowl for Kids Sake this year. We're always looking for more sponsors. So if you want to get involved, just go on our website right there. Now you have all the information to Bowl for Kids Sake from Michelle Hamilton and Carolyn Oshinsky. Cynthia Cox is Executive Director, Pennsylvanians for Human Life's Granton Chapter, and she has two exciting events coming up, singing and a run-walk. Cynthia, welcome. Nice to have you here. You have an exciting event coming up on April 18th. Please tell us all about it. Where, when, and what? Oh, my gosh. We really do. We're very excited to bring back our what will now be our second annual Sing for Life event. Um, it is on Tuesday, April 18th at 6 p.m., and we're having it at St. Mary's Center in Scranton. Uh, we're welcoming our fabulous singers uh, from the Sacred Heart Singers. Ernie Papa and Vanessa James will be there, and they're going to be performing some contemporary Christian hits as well as some popular songs. Um, in between sets, we're going to have just a quick little talk about pro-life and what that means by Reverend Kowalczyk. And then we're going to have a Q&A afterwards with um, Dr. Lilick and Reverend Kowalczyk as well. And of course, Paula, there's going to be lots and lots of desserts for everybody to enjoy. Well, that sounds absolutely spectacular. And while you're here, Cynthia, let's have you explain a little bit about Pennsylvanians for Human Life. Well, we're a non-sectarian, nonprofit group set up to protect and defend life from conception to natural death. So we are um, working together with all kinds of individuals, 
churches, organizations to defend the pro-life cause. And many people may recognize the Pennsylvanians for Human Life as the folks who leave here on the day that they go to Washington on the buses and they spend the day there with other folks who are also pro-life. Absolutely. And this past March, we had the pleasure of hearing the man who plays Jesus on The Chosen, Jonathan, and he was an amazing speaker. So I know a lot of people out there are familiar with The Chosen. We were really stoked to hear him speak. And now you have this concert coming up and you said that this is what, the second year that this is happening? It is. Yes. Yes. We're really pleased to bring it back. We had a a nice turnout last year and we're hoping to build this as an annual event. It's really designed to entertain and educate. And it'll, it'll just be about an hour, an hour and a half. Very enjoyable evening. And the folks that you have taking part, both Ernie and Vanessa, are local. They're local and Vanessa hails from an international country and she's got some recordings out there as does Ernie and they are super talented. So anybody who attends are really going to be in for a treat. Ernie is actually the director of the Sacred Heart Singers, correct? He is. He absolutely is. And he is quite the showman. And it sounds like it is going to be a wonderful evening and there's going to be so much that's going on. So give us all the details, the where, the when, and of course, the most important, how do we get tickets? Love it. Okay, so once again, it's Tuesday evening, April 18th at 6 p.m. at St. Mary's Center in downtown Scranton. Uh, Tickets are $20 and they could be had by either calling our office and that number is 570-343-5099. Again, it's 570-343-5099 or they can get more details and even purchase tickets online at our website. And the website is ProLife Scranton, all one word, ProLifeScranton.org. And is there a cutoff in order to get the tickets? Can we get them at the door? You can get them all the way right up to the door. Absolutely. And we've invited some church youth groups to come as our guests. So if there are any church youth groups out there who want to bring their kids, give us a call and we'll make sure that your youth get some free tickets. That sounds like a wonderful event. So I'm just going to have you wrap it all up, Forrest. Cynthia, I'm turning the microphone over to you. (laughs) You know, I never met a mic I didn't like. So the event is Pennsylvanians for Human Life, Scranton Chapter Sing for Life. And it's going to be held Tuesday, April 18th at 6 p.m. at St. Mary's Center in Scranton. Tickets are $20 and they can be purchased ahead of time or at the day of event. They can call 570 343-5099 or simply go online to our website at prolifescranton.org. Cynthia, before I let you go, you also gave me a hint that you have something coming up in June. Yes, we are beyond excited for this event. It's going to be our first inaugural 5K Run Walk for Life. We're working with Nayad Park. It's going to be Saturday, June 24th. At 9.30 a.m. at Nayad Park, we're taking the place over. We're doing a 5K walk, run. Families are welcome. Kids are free. We're having kids' events. We're doing face painting. We're going to have a birthday cake. It's going to be a family fun event. And uh, all the proceeds are going to go to Pennsylvanians for Human Life. And if, if they want information on that, your listeners could go to our website at prolifescranton.org. And everything is there. They can even sign up for the rice right then and there. And the first 150 people that sign up get a free t-shirt. Wait, 
birthday cake? Yes. So it is the birthday of Umbert. Uh, Umbert has been around for the last 50 years. One of our former presidents, Gary Kanjemi, designed him and he was, he's called Umbert the Unborn. Well, he always said that when Roe v. Wade was overturned, he would be born. So now we're celebrating his first birthday and we're going to have birthday cake at the race on June 24th. I know Umbert from way back when. You and, do. And Gary can Jimmy rocks. He's amazing. Yep. Yes. Well, his legacy is being carried on and we are celebrating his first birthday at that race. Oh, that's wonderful. So not yeah. only is it a race, it's a first time, it's a birthday. Boy, Cynthia, you really know how to throw a party. <laughs> well, we are not holding anything back. So totally encourage everybody to come. And even if you're just a walker, come and walk with us. The walking course, I think, is just a little over a mile. And then, of course, there's a 5K run as well. Oh, that's excellent. All right. Well, again, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you. Give us all the details in a nutshell so everybody knows to mark the date on their calendar. Okay. It's Saturday, June 24th. It's the 5K Run Walk for Life, sponsored by Pennsylvanians for Human Life at Nyog Park. Uh, you can register ahead of time. In fact, the first 150 registrants get a free t-shirt and registering by going to prolifescranton.org. Uh, the party and the race and everything starts at 9.30 a.m. on June 24th. Cynthia Cox, Executive Director, Pennsylvanians for Human Life, Scranton Chapter. Find out all about it at prolifescranton.org. We're off to Camp Susquehanna next. Next on Special Edition, meet Carissa Rowland. She's the CEO of Camp Susquehanna. Carissa, I'm very excited to talk with you because summer's right around the corner and I know you're getting ready for camp. So tell us about Camp Susquehanna. Well, Camp Susquehanna is a place where children who have been burned can just be regular kids and have fun with other kids who are experiencing the same things they are going through. Our Camp Susquehanna is a statewide program so we serve children who have gone through a regional burn center in Pennsylvania. And um, we have the camp up in Wayne County. That's what right in our backyard here in Northeast <laughs> Pennsylvania in Wayne County. What part of Wayne County? It's called Point Now. That's a new yes. one on me, but as long yes, as you... It's a little town in the middle of nowhere, but it's up by the border, New York border. And yes. when you're talking about campers and kids, are there age ranges? Are there, you know, anything specific that uh, people would need to know about getting involved in going to the camp? Certain restrictions, criteria? How does all that work? So we really concentrate on kids who have been seriously burned. Generally, kids know if they if they qualify, but if you know somebody that you think might might meet the qualifications, they can always reach out to us at our website, www.burnprevention.org. Kids need to be between the ages of 7 and 17, and then we have an LIT program, which is Leaders in Training, and that's for older children, 18 through 22, who are hoping to become counselors. And it's kind of a segue program where they're still getting some programming, but they're also learning how to be counselors. How did Camp Susquehanna come about? Years ago, there was a burn survivor who had been seriously burned in a, in a plane accident. And he went to go talk to the Byler Sertomas, which is a philanthropic group in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. 
and told them about the importance of having a camp for kids, a place where they could get away with other people who are, who are going through burn recovery. And they decided to start Camp Susquehanna. Over the years, they ran the program in Lancaster. And then in 2015, um, the Burn Prevention Network took over the program and brought it statewide. And while we're talking about that, then tell us about the Burn Prevention Network. Yeah, so the Burn Prevention Network is a statewide organization. We do preschool prevention programs, elementary school programs, middle school programs, firework safety, and we're really working together with fire departments, fire commissioner's office, the regional burn centers, and education institutions, early child care centers to help get the message out about how people can prevent burns and um, keep people from going through the suffering that we see in Camp Susquehanna. And when you're talking about the children who are going there, what do they get involved with? Because sometimes I know I've talked to other camps that take children that have any kind of health issues. And so what do the kids at Camp Susquehanna, what do they look forward to? Yes, we really wrap around them. We always, we have a strong health team that is made up of nurses who work for regional burn centers. So they're able to do wound changes and take care of the issues that are particular to kids who have been burned. But we have regular activities that you would see at any camp. We have climbing walls, zip lines, high rope courses, um, water skiing, swimming, hockey, arts and crafts, nature walks. And all of that happens with a supportive staff who is looking at the mental, emotional, social health of the kids. So we know, for example, that kids who have been seriously burned and might be scarred have always kept their clothes on and they don't like to swim in public pools because they're afraid other kids are staring at them. So when we go to swimming, for example, that's an opportunity for our staff to work with them and talk about how do you deal with that when somebody's staring at your burn and how do you accept that this is who you are today and you're still beautiful and that it's okay to just be yourself and wear a bathing suit at the pool. And you said as far as getting to the camp and, and getting involved in the camp that a lot of times they the people who are interested know because they've gone through other programs and they find out about it. So mm-hmm. for anybody who may not have heard yeah. or, you know, needs more information, are there places they can go? And is it too late? When is this camp for this summer? Yeah. So this camp happens in the summer. It's in June and um, we are taking active registrations right now. So people can go to our website at www wburnprevention.org and either sign up to become a counselor or sign up to be an actual camper. And we take a lot of kids from Northeast PA. You know, we've had kids from Wilkes Barre, Dingman's Ferry, um, Tunkanic, Shavertown, Scranton. So we do have kids that come from Northeast PA and we're always looking for other kids that we might be missing. Is there a charge? There is absolutely no charge. So Our program is free to any child who has been burned and is looking for a camp. 
And I understand because I'm on your website and there's all kinds of great information there that you've been telling us about that there is some fundraising going on right now. (laughs) Yes, there absolutely is fundraising. Our Camp Susquehanna does not receive grants. It is completely funded by individuals, um, many of them burn survivors themselves, and people who do fundraising to help raise money for camp. Uh, last year, we were 20000 short of what we needed, and um, obviously we can't keep doing that. So we're really working to uh, get that other 20000 so that we don't have to decrease you know, maybe cut shirts that kids might get, or we usually give them a cup with a camp logo on it that they can use for the week. So we don't want to have to cut things to the kids. So we're really working to get those funds. People can donate directly on the website, um, or they can also sign up for our newsletter and get information about how they can be helpful year round. You just happened to mention that of the logo, a new yeah. one. Camp Susquehanna has been going strong for over 20 years. As I said, um, Bird Prevention Network took over the Camp Susquehanna program in 2015, but it always had the the logo previous, and sometimes people didn't know that they were connected to the Burn Prevention Network. So our leadership team worked really hard to find a way to kind of integrate the colors, integrate the Burn Prevention Network into the old um, Camp Susquehanna logo. So we were keeping the best parts of that logo and also recognizing that it's now part of the Burn Prevention Network and our umbrella of programs. And um, we are just releasing our new logo this year. So we're excited to kind of have them completely in our loop. And when you're talking about the programs that you have in the community through the Burn Prevention Network. You're talking about so many things that seem like they should be just automatically thought about, but a lot of times they're not. And if someone wanted to bring that to their community group, their school, are there ways that they can do that too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We are always looking for school districts who are willing to partner with us. You know, we have one girl in our camp Um, who has a pretty serious burn down the side of her face, her neck, and her body. And she was burned by coffee as an infant. And that's pretty typical. Uh, Coffee burns are one of the the largest burns that we see in preschool children. So our preschool program really works with mothers to educate them on things like making sure that you have a lid on your coffee mug and that you're not just holding a regular coffee mug with a baby in your lap. And we are trying to get those programs out to the community so that they can hear that message. But we need the help of school districts and early learning centers to help us pass out the information. So anybody can contact us through the website. And we're always looking for partners, particularly because we are expanding those early learning um, programs and the school age programs in Northeast PA. Well, and again, something simple as that, that maybe we wouldn't think about and Oh, things that can happen when you're when you least expect it. Yeah, and as a mother, you're tired, you know, you aren't sleeping well. Some of these things aren't top of mind, but something as simple as leaving your pot handles facing forward, in a moment your baby can reach out and grab that pot handle and pull boiling water down on themselves changes the entire family 
trajectory for, for the rest of your life. And so we want to really wrap around new parents and young children and make sure that they understand how those little minute decisions can change a life. Wow. You couldn't have said it any better, Carissa. Not at all. So are there things maybe that we have left out that we haven't talked about uh, either with Camp Susquehanna or with the Burn Prevention Network that you would like our listeners here in Northeast Pennsylvania to know or just give them all the information so that if someone is listening and says, I need to get in touch with those folks, how they can do that? Yeah, well, I just want to say thank you so much because we have been talking to funders companies, foundations in Northeast PA. We cannot do this work without the funds to, for example, when we do the school age program, we have workbooks and we have to have money to print those workbooks. So the funders in Northeast PA have been very receptive and we appreciate them listening to us and understanding how we can bring these programs up to Northeast PA to help protect kids in the area where we haven't been doing our programs in the past. Well, welcome aboard. (laughs) Thank you so much. And just to address Camp Susquehanna one more time, if someone is listening, there's still time for them to get registered, get involved. And how do they go about doing that? They can go to www.burnprevention.org and fill out our contact form and someone will get back to you. Thanks again to Carissa Rowland with Camp Susquehanna. Now don't go away. Harp in Hazleton will explain on Special Edition. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Now on Special Edition, the Hazleton Area Recreation Program. Executive Director, Christy Provanzo, and Board Member, Jared D'Angelo, here to tell us all about it. 
Well, thank you, Paula, for having us, first of all. And we're very excited because we're the best kept secret in the Hazleton area right now. Um, we are a facility that is working towards becoming an all-inclusive facility. So what we offer now is a sports-specific training facility where we have batting cages and turf that we rent out to local little leagues and schools, also on a personal basis. And then we have a fitness side where we can do memberships in a regular functional gym setting, which is kind of actually modeled after the Miami Dolphins strength training facility. And then we also have a boxing component where we're working with youth as well as adults for fitness training and skills purposes. And then we have a live fitness component with myself. So we have a ton of things going on here for the community. Jared, now I'll turn to you. Maybe some of the background of HARP. HARP was founded in 2015. Our founders had a vision and a a mission really to get the youth off the streets and give them a, a safe place to come to be able to work out, build teamwork skills, some life skills, and have it be a safe place. And since 2015, Harp's mission has changed a little bit, and it's become to enhance the future of the youth of the greater Hazleton area through providing exercise, character development, self-discipline, confidence, structure, and work ethic, and friendship. And I think we've done a phenomenal job of of doing that all meanwhile, giving them that safe place to do so. Our facility is a 13,000 square foot sports complex. We want all kids and teens in our community to be involved. Most of the kids that we serve range from an age of 5 to 18 years old. And we're located at 600 South Poplar Street. It started out as a boxing club? Our predecessors and the late and great Jimmy Clement helped us start as a a boxing club to give the kids of the community a place to get up off of the streets and to do positive things, be around, um, you know, like-minded individuals, adults who would be mentors. And that was their vision. And so we've expanded on that vision. There must be a lot of different things that they can get involved in. Yeah, so we have uh, a boxing program, so like a fitness boxing program. We have personal training and functional training. We have areas with batting cages and fields um, that give our baseball teams opportunities to come in. We've done golf strength and conditioning, soccer strength and conditioning, softball, swimming, and speed training. So the facility is set up you know, in a way that we can accommodate pretty much any sports team and we're open to to any possibilities. And you have had quite a few success stories of kids (laughs) who have come through. Wow. Yes, we have. We have had several kids go on to receive full ride scholarships to college, which of course is our, our biggest goal, education and getting them to be great partners in our community in their own right. And then um, some have gone on to do semi-professional and professional sports as well. Now, when we talk about the people who are involved in this, such as yourself, they are volunteers or hi, how does that work? Myself as the executive director have this position. I had a, a great predecessor, Dave Minnick, before myself, and then I was elected to this position. Um, my history uh, was a small business owner here in town in the same realm. I was a gym owner here in town and COVID shut us down. And then the rest of our staff, um, we work with the Equus program of Luzerne County that has children work for us and they learn job skills, so they're through the county, and then we also have some mature workers here through Luzerne County. And then the rest of it is volunteerism and a great board. 
Oh, Christy definitely must have been talking about you, Jared, and of course, the rest of the board. So if someone comes to the facility in Hazleton on South Poplar Street and they really aren't interested in a particular sport, but just want to get some all out, maybe strengthening, conditioning, you know, kids today, Jared, they're into everything. So how would something like that work? Somebody doesn't want to come in and and they're not part of a, a sports program. They have the opportunity where they can still come in and, and join into some of the other programs that we have. We have Zumba and, and some other classes, but we also just have the gym section where if they want to come in and work out and have the opportunity to join, we use Bridge Athletics that gives us the opportunity to build a program specific to that team or, or individual. They can come in and, and just request to do that. Or we have programs set up where the gym, you can pay a certain amount and you can utilize the entire gym for all that it's worth. Swimming team came in and it was more based on the strength and conditioning, which then they took back to their programs within the schools and and things like that. And I know our swim team, we had some of the individuals that we trained that were experiencing some some shoulder issues just due to the, the sport that they were involved in. And we turned that around and they ended up winning a lot of the medals for the, through their school programs. We don't have a pool, but we utilize the strength and conditioning piece of it to, to make sure that the kids are being trained correctly. And like I said, a lot of these kids have gone on to win national championships with their school teams and things like that. But you can still help swimmers even though you don't have a pool. That's correct. So um, we're very proud of the functional portion of our gym. We're very different than a regular gym that you would see in that you won't walk in here and see treadmills and ellipticals because we fo- we focus on functional training and those things aren't really great components for um, natural patterns of movement. So uh, we, we don't look like a regular gym, but we can certainly train all kinds of sports. And as far as people, especially the kids getting involved, how do they go about doing that? Because some kids are not necessarily in sports that are in a school district. Maybe they're in something else. So how do they all come together? Right now, a lot of advertisement and word of mouth, and they just walk in and we kind of explain to them how we can help them. Um, And then we set up personal times with them where we can build their actual program for them. And then they can go through the process of um, working through a phase of a specific prescribed program to excel them in their specific sport. And then they're reassessed after that time period, after that phase is over, and then they move on to the next phase. And if they are interested in a certain sport, and from what I've been seeing, looking just down at your list and the website, you have almost everything available. But are there things that maybe somebody might come in and you'd say, oh, well, now we have to expand and and add that to, to our program? Always. We're always looking to expand. We're always continuing our education um, as far as what's new and what's trending and what's safe and what's going to help our athletes excel. Um, And we're bringing in new programming all the time. So we're going to be launching and becoming part of uh, the Rocksteady Parkinson's program, which is another boxing program that will help people who are afflicted with Parkinson's. So now we're moving out of that young age group and we're moving into the elderly, mostly that elderly population and helping bring them into the fold. And then we'll have all of those under one roof and we have those as mentors and we have the children looking up to them. We have scholarship programs that we can offer for kids who 
can't afford to come here. So we tried to hit every single mark on the checklist. Jared, what do you see for the future? We're looking to go on all-inclusive and partner with local organizations such as the Collaborative Autism Movement. And that also plays into our mentorship. So what we're looking to do there is bring in children with autism, children with uh, handicaps and disabilities, and really just have the kids that, that have been part of our programs for many years, give them the opportunity to mentor and partner with these kids, and really just give be all-inclusive to a point where these kids learn that they can be themselves out in public. You know, there's a lot of bullying that goes on with these types of kids in schools and you know, we're looking at it as if some of our mentors get the opportunity to, to build a relationship with these kids, that they will go into the schools and, and change the outlook on, on how we look at children with, you know, autism and, and some disabilities. Christy, do you have more that you'd like to add to that as well? So uh, we received a, a grant through the PPNL Corporation, and we're going to be using it for an actual mentorship leadership program. Where we're going to be asking community business people and business leaders to come in and spend some time with our youth. And it may be simple things like balancing a check checkbook. It could be something like skilled work. So it could be learning how to use tools and a hammer. And we're also collaborating with all-inclusive companies and different corporations, different uh, not-for-profit agencies like Collaborative Autism Movement so that we can get non-typical kids in here to work with our typical kids. So we're not only talking strength as in body strength power, but brain power as well. We are. We're super excited. We're going to be pairing with the Hazleton Area School District for the summer lunch and food program because we know we have that need here. And while we have them in-house, we're going to do some activities with them that blend English and Spanish and math. And then we're going to be able to feed them and keep them learning all summer long and just get them out in the community with each other. So it's, it's just a huge goal. It's super exciting. Oh, Christy, there's a lot that's going to be coming down in the in the future as far as all this is concerned. So if someone is hearing this and they're saying, wow, I think I might be able to help out with that or I'd, I'd like to get involved. How would they go about doing that? They can reach out to us through our social media platforms. We have very active Facebook and Instagram platforms or they can contact the facility at 570 5890, or they can just stop by. We're just at 600 South Poplar Street. We're right off downtown Hazleton, very accessible. So we'd love you to stop by and see us. Thanks again, Christy and Jarrett from the Hazleton Area Recreation Program. Governor Josh Shapiro caught up with Odyssey's Nancy and Jason. Governor Josh Shapiro with us. Um, it's always sunny in northeastern Pennsylvania, <laughs> right? Well, I wish that were true, but uh, <laughs> you're going to be at the Northeast Pennsylvania Building and Construction Trade Council Inaugural Career Day, and that's going on Plains Township, Luzerne County. Um, tell us what this is about, because this is something that you have talked about uh, for uh, you know young people and jobs of the future. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I want to make sure we're investing in our young people, in our schools, making sure that every child of God has the opportunity to chart their own course and the chance to succeed here in Pennsylvania. And I think one of the best ways we do that is by giving young people the skills that they need to be able to pick their own future. Um, if they want to go to college, great. We should make that more affordable. They want to go in the workforce, that's awesome too. And we have to give them the skills beginning in middle school and high school to help them succeed. And one of the best connectors there, if we can give our kids these skills, 
um, are the building trades, are these um, jobs that are helping us build buildings and construct roads and um, everything in between. And so my budget makes a significant investment in VOTEC, um, also known as CTE, and invest more in apprenticeship programs and really just brings that career and technical training back into our schools. So I'm going to be in Northeastern PA um, speaking with the trade, speaking with these students about my efforts to do just that. Where, where did this come from? Because uh, I, I went to school, like in high school in the 90s, I remember teachers point blank going, oh, what are you going to be, a plumber someday? And it was kind of this stigma, and they'd make fun of you. And uh, don't worry, it was in Jersey. wasn't here. Seems to be changing, and I, I love every aspect of this. Look, I just think it's common sense. And, you know, you use the right word, stigma. I hate when people talk down students who decide to go um, into a career in the trades, as an example. How many times have we heard a teacher or adult say, oh, well, you know what, college just might not be right for you. Sort of talking down any other idea for a future other than college. That's just wrong. It's elitist. It, frankly, has no place in our society. We should be a society that is given people the freedom to chart their own course and the opportunity to succeed. And we're not doing that effectively right now. So this idea came from, frankly, talking to a whole bunch of people in northeastern PA and across this commonwealth about what they want for their future and trying to determine whether or not we were preparing people for the jobs of tomorrow. And the answer is government hasn't been responsive to their needs. And we've been kind of contributing to that stigma that your New Jersey teacher um, you know, spoke about all those years ago. So I think it's the right thing to do. It gives people more opportunity. And it's common sense. Right. Uh, you also were recently uh, touring through the state and talking about the nursing shortage. Yeah, without question. I mean, we have a real crisis of a lot of different kind of frontline workers, teachers, cops, and of course, nurses. Um, think about this for a minute. One in every four nursing jobs in Pennsylvania are unfilled right now. One in four. That is going to make our healthcare outcomes less good. It's probably not the most articulate way to say it, but you know what I mean? It is putting a strain on hospitals and health system. It's putting a strain on other nurses and healthcare providers. And so it is really, really concerning. That's why in my budget, I'm proposing to give up to $2,500 in a tax credit back to people who get certified as new nurses, cops, or teachers. We need to show those professions that we respect them, we want to reward them, and we want them here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, talking about good outcomes, too, in different things, uh, you've been talking about boosting funding in your budget for EMS, for the frontline workers, for firefighters, 911 centers. We're all having issues with that. Talk a little bit more about that. Well, we're seeing struggles to be able to recruit firefighters and EMS, uh, as an example. We're down just a significant number. We're we're down thousands of firefighter volunteer firefighters. It's even harder for professional firefighters right now. And so we, we are boosting funding in the budget for recruitment, retention, for more equipment um, for local fire companies. And rather than Harrisburg coming in and sort of telling townships, municipalities what they need to do, we actually are funding an initiative in Harrisburg that will work with municipalities to help them consolidate services if, if they need in a community so we can sort of scale up the number of firefighters and ems we have by incentivizing municipalities to work together rather than us telling them they have to do it we want to incentivize it 
I just think this all comes back to sort of a basic theme. The people that are on the front lines that we rely on every single day, again, teachers, nurses, cops, firefighters, EMS, we don't have enough of them. And frankly, in some cases, particularly with our police, our society hasn't valued them the way we should and treated them with a level of respect that they deserve. This budget seeks to change that, um, not only in terms of the dollars we put in, but in how we prioritize those dollars targeting those kinds of workers. Treating people with respect. The discussion about mental illness and, and depression has come up a lot. It hasn't always been super mm-hmm. respectful in terms in relation to Senator uh, John Fetterman. Get, what, what is your takeaway message from to know about his, his situation and just mental health uh, treatments in Pennsylvania in general? You're asking a, a terrific question. Number one, we, we do have a real mental health challenge um, in this commonwealth and really, truly across the country. Um, we are seeing more and more people struggling with mental health, um, particularly our children. My budget, for example, invests uh, a half a billion dollars to put a mental health counselor or mental health services in every single school in Pennsylvania. Our kids are crying out for help. They need it and we want to provide it. We're investing millions more in county mental health services. That's where a lot of people get their mental health care from, from their local county. So we're kind of putting our money where our mouth is, and I think that's really important. The second point here, and this relates to John, to Senator Fetterman, I think, um, you know, maybe if I can, I'll come back to that New Jersey teacher of yours that used the word stigma. I think for too long there's been a stigma, a negative stigma associated with asking for help when you have, you know, mental illness or when you need mental health care. There's no shame in asking for a cast when you broke your leg, but there does seem to be some shame in society asking to speak to a therapist when you have a a problem in your head. I don't mean to minimize it by using plain language like that. I think you, you hopefully know what I mean. What John did was showed a lot of courage as a United States Senator as someone that, that, people look up to as a leader in our community by raising his hand and saying, you know what, I need some help here. Uh, And by all accounts, he got the help that he needed and he's going to come back even stronger. And hopefully, you know, beyond John, this is going to encourage others who maybe have been living in the shadows, who need help, who didn't have the courage to ask to say, look, that guy can ask for help. He's a Senator. He's supposed to, you know, know everything and have everything on his shoulder. And if he can turn around and ask for help, boy, that's going to inspire me to ask for help as well. And um, that's what I hope comes from this. And we have to make sure at every level of government, I'm doing it at the state level, but at every level of government, we prioritize mental health care for our kids, for adults, and uh, and others. We've got to make sure that mental health care is, is there for folks, and we're making a down payment on that here in my first budget. All right, Governor Josh Shapiro, welcome to Northeast PA. You've been here often, but uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon, and thanks for coming on. For those of you listening, you know, I, I, I hope you'll reach out to your state reps, your state senators, leaders in your community, and say you really value VOTEC. You value these career opportunities for our young people in school, and you want to see that funded. You want to see... Um, kind of a change in our society, do away with that stigma that we were talking about before associated with going into the workforce instead realize this is a great opportunity for young Pennsylvanians. And I'm working my tail off to make sure it becomes a reality here in Pennsylvania. I'm Paula Degnan. Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.